to Seeing Color, a podcast that talks with cultural workers and artists of color in order to expand the area of what is a predominantly white space in the arts. I'm your host, Ziwon Chung. Happy New Year's, everyone. I wish you had time for peace and reflection as we head into 2019. For this coming year, I'm excited to release and share a whole bunch of new interviews with you. Just as a reminder, Ariel Jackson, who I interviewed in the previous episode, has her show opening this week at Sculpture Center on Long Island City. So please go and see her show if you're in or around New York City. Moving on to today's episode, I thought about what to release as a first episode to mark 2019, and I felt it would be a good idea to look back, as in all the way back, to the first interview I ever conducted for this podcast in February of 2018. As I edited the audio, I could hear myself still figuring out how I wanted my podcast to function and sound as I tentatively talked to my guest. At this point, I had not even made the website yet or figured out what to call my podcast. With all that aside, my first guest ever is Umar Rashid, a Los Angeles-based artist, storyteller, history buff, musician, and poet. Umar was born in 1976 in Chicago, and he earned a BA at Southern Illinois University in the year 2000. Umar's work focuses on the colonial history of the Franglish Empire, a fictionalized empire of his creation that combines France and England. His portraits, drawings, flags, maps, battle scenes, and other artifacts continue the long history of Frankland, a project Umar has been working on since 2006. Our talk hits many different topics, ranging from why it can be important to learn about white history to philosophical questions about power and corruption. The episode feels very raw to me compared to my later episodes, so I hope you enjoy this. Yeah, man, like, you know, you're welcome. First off, to start off, you're welcome. You know, it's good that, you know, you chose me to start this shit off. How's that level? It's good. Okay. I'm not going to talk that loud, though. That's annoying and obnoxious. That's right. They'll get a good sense of you. <laughs> no, but that's not who I am. So and so, we are with um, Umar Rashid or Frohawk Two Feathers. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to refer to you as? Uh, Umar. 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 Have you given up the uh, the Frohawk moniker? Yeah, not really. But it's just like, well, I mean, maybe we might get into it. I don't know what the line of questioning is going to be, but uh, maybe we might get into it. I just, I just felt like you know what the. <clears throat> You know, despite, you know, whatever my family history is, like, I don't want to feel like I'm, like, culturally appropriating uh, Native American things, even though, you know, they're, according to my aunts and grandparents and everyone, there is Native American ancestry, but I don't want to, you know, get into the, because that's like, it's it's not a fight worth fighting, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's easier just to, to uh, acquiesce, if that's the, but, uh, so yeah, so I, but Frohawk is is how I got my start. Yeah, you know, and initially Frohawk was never supposed to be seen. Like Frohawk was only supposed to be kind of just like a random 
um, what is it, like a storyteller. John Henry, like a mythical kind of yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And you are a storyteller right now. I am a storyteller. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. So before we get into that, let's so let's just get some background. You're born in Chicago. Yes. Got your BA at Southern Illinois University. Exactly. SIU Saluki. How, shout out, shout out, shout out. How was that? What, being in Carbondale? Yeah. Oh, man. It was... Oh uh, well, I mean, okay. Well, Carbondale, Illinois, is is a weird is a weird part of the country because yeah. it's like, you know, it's right above the Mason Dixon line. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people in the area. I mean, it's a beautiful area. Let's just say that. Let's start off with the pros. So the pros is a beautiful area. Um, a lot of trees, a lot of you know, great rock formations, streams, rivers, but. The people that settled that place that aren't like the old French Marquis, Marquette and Joliet type people. I mean, like the, you know, Missouri, Missouri is a slave state, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a lot of people with that kind of, you know. Right. And Illinois is so, right above that. Yeah. So it was as Jason's next to it. But then it's Kentucky. It's the confluence of uh, the Paducah River. The Mississippi and uh, Big Muddy, it's, it's, it's a river, very uh, river town. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. Like, I mean, it started off cool, but then I, when I started to, like, explore the actual town and talk to people who weren't just black people, then it, it, it was, I noticed how racist it was. Yeah. And how did that, those years, affect, influence your current art trajectory? Uh, Well, you know, seeing... You know, seeing that, you know, you know what was going down with that, I was like, man, you know, like, so there's there's cool people and there's not cool people, but there's a lot more. It seems like there's a lot more not cool people than cool people. In what? In 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 what cool? What? How do I? How am I defining cool? Yeah. In this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like people who are okay with the other. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like people who won't kill you. It's not like they're your best friends, but yeah. you know, it's like, hey, at least we can have a dialogue. Yeah, you know, you know, because there's like that. You, you, can, some, you can go on a bus and yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's away. like it's like you know, I'm black. I can't, I can't hide my color. You know, so it's you know, it, it's so whoever I meet, you know, they tend to lean one way or the other. Like you know, it's, it's pretty. It was pretty. It was ex- extremely evident at that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, like at the end of the day, people are people, you know, they're good people and bad people, you know, and yeah, this is, this society, it, it almost is like it encourages you to be, you know, the, the person that hates the other, you know, or, you you know, it's just weird. So, you know, I mean, knowing what I know or knowing what I think I know, it, it's not really a problem, but it's just frustrating mm-hmm. more, more so. Yeah, all those like microaggressions. Yeah, because like it's like you mean you probably wouldn't even care, you know? Like you probably wouldn't even give a shit. But then like somebody makes it a thing, and then so now it's a thing, and then you have to figure out how you're going to defend mm-hmm. yourself against this thing, or yeah, or yeah. behave, or or observe some form particular form of detente mm-hmm. within that sphere, and it's just tiring. You know, like in a, if people could understand like how tiring it is to like, you know, you like try to change the stripes or, you know, try to do all that. I mean, it's like it takes away from what we're here for and mm-hmm. that's to live, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, not trying to sound like a hippie, but that's it's pretty much that's what it is. No, it's stressful. All those just always thinking about it. But it did. It didn't really have anything to do. I mean, my experience there didn't have anything to do with the art, except for um, going like I was in film and photography. So I would hang out at the art building and hang out with the visual artists, the painters and the printmakers and, the, you know. You just connected with them better? Yeah, because it was different. Like photography, the, our program was more um, geared towards like professional commercial photography. Mm. So like portraits. But they were cool people. Don't get me wrong. They were really cool people in the photo department. But I just gravitated more to the painters. Yeah. Because that's kind of what, you know, where I came up from, you mm-hmm. know, as, as a kid, like with my parents. But, um, and it was just like, it just seemed like it was more international. And it was like, you know, that's why I'm here in college to like get a slice of the world. Cause otherwise I didn't have to go to college at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, what I'm doing now, I could have done that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. So it's like, yeah, like being there, uh, especially around that time, um, that, there were some troubles. I was like, I just, you know, just moved more into painting and, and whatever. And, you know, even like art, art photography, like not photography for commercial purposes. Right. 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 And there, there were more faculty who matriculated into the program who were more mm, accepting of, of kind of an art focus with, with, with the photography as opposed to a commercial focus. Right. Right. But the commercial focus, I get it because you had to know the tools, you know, you had to know, and this was, I mean, I'm old. Like I'm 41, so th- at at this I'm time old. we were uh, well. I'm old in in the sense of like how the whole photographic process has changed. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I was still using chemistry dark, and dark rooms, dark rooms. Yeah. and so and a year after I left, everything completely went digital. Yeah. So I never got a chance to work with color photo. <laughs> yeah, ah, it's horrible. Well, that's I horrible. never, I never. I mean, I tried it once, and then I, I gave up real quick. But it looks so good. It's beautiful. It looks, I mean, it's color it looks, saturation, but then... It looks so much better than those digital prints that everyone's doing now. Yeah. Well, but C-prints are... C-prints are still okay. They're all right. Yeah, but... I saw, uh, I saw this show at the Whitney, I think, a year and a half ago. It sucked. It was all photographs, but it was like a survey. So you'd have, like, analog photographs next to digital photographs, and Ooh, man, you could tell... You tell the difference, you yeah. You could tell that black yeah, and yeah, that yeah, color the, and, like... That, that richness. You'd have, like... A blurred out Nan Goldine <laughs> that looked better than like a sharp in focus digital print. You know what I mean? I can I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was it was a great time. It was it was a really great time to to, to do work like that. And now it's just you know whatever. I'm just just doing my thing. Yeah. Tell what is me. what is your thing? You like so like. Things I've noticed, you love maps. You're like, you're like, a, I love maps. I love mapping. You love things. history. Even I can't the, first, read maps. the first thing I realized when I met you was like, God damn, he knows so much about history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? How's that? Well, How'd you get into that? Why? It's the, you know, like, it's kind of like a process of, of deduction. Deduction. So, like, okay, if, you know, European history is this. Yeah. Then you can deduce that there's another history somewhere else, but you have to learn one before you can learn the other mm-hmm. because the name of the game is in this particular paradigm in this power structure. Mm-hmm. You have to know the masters. It's like why you study Rembrandt and you study it, but it might have been a Dutch dude named 
Jacobius Jackson, who <laughs> nobody's ever going to fucking know about, you know? So you have to, you know, you, it's, you play the game. Yeah. I mean, you play the game, but you also have to play to win. Yeah. So, you know, I went to a school where the first thing that I learned, I went to a school called the Institute of Positive Education. It was like a. This was a. After this is in college? Chicago. It was, no, this was, this was my preschool. Oh. My preschool oh, and wow. kindergarten. Okay. So I went to this school and we only learned about black people. I didn't even know who the president was, who the first president you buy what when I was six years old, I didn't know who the president was. amazing. It was great. I wish was, I wish my parents had sent me. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So I knew about I mean we spoke Swahili, we were learning Swahili. Really? It was an incredible school. Do you remember any of it? Um Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. That's uh Yeah, so we but I don't remember any of the Swahili because I again that was kindergarten and uh Excuse me, preschool. My brother, he might know a little bit more. But anyway, it was started by uh, Dr. Haki Madhubuti. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a great, great uh, scholar. He runs, still runs his own press called the Third World Press. Makes a lot of good books. So I grew up in a very Afrocentric environment. and But still, like, there were all these missing holes. Yeah. And as a child of, you know, like, I love fantasy and so I started reading mythology and, um, you know, in, in mythology and the mythology that is written is like even Aesop was a Greek, mm-hmm. you know, Aesop wasn't, you know, so you're reading still more European mm-hmm. fables or mm-hmm. European stories. Um, and that's OK. You know, like it's OK as long as you know that there's something else out there. Mm-hmm. See, most people, they just see it as like uh, this Eurocentric world and they just accept it for what it is. And then they're just like, OK, well, this is all there's going to be. Yeah, and don't this acknowledge that yeah. privilege. Yeah. And so and then you but that's the problem with. Um, well, maybe I'm I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but I'm a little little tanked a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> so it's like uh, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> what, what, it, what, what it is, it's like we talk about. We give, basically, I mean, I'm just going to go up flat and say it. We give white people too much power. You know, like everybody's like, oh, we got to protect against this and protect You give them the power. Mm-hmm. They have no, there is no inherent power that they mm-hmm. hold over you. They have flesh and blood. They shit, they die. So once you know the fundamental basics of, of life and you're okay with that, then you can, yeah, you can move along. You can, you know, you can test things out. Because yeah. again, you play the game, but also you play to win. Because no matter what game it is, no matter what country you're in, if it's not white people, it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not humans, it's animals. If it's not animals, it's plants. If it's not plants, it's bacteria. Like, there's always a struggle. There's, life is a constant struggle. But I just feel like, you know, within this this society, we, we deal too much more. I mean, we deal more with... Um, Fighting amongst ourselves, you know, because I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. I mean, humans are humans. I mean, we we are not. We can intermarry. We're number one. Yeah. But, you know, then there are subdivisions and and, and it gets crazy. But I don't really like to get into all of, you know, the the racial politics because I understand it already. And so to talk about it would be a waste of my time to just in general. Yeah. In general to like. I mean, we're not like talk about it right now, but like to to you know to continue to to harp in because everybody knows the problem. Everybody's just ostriching, you know. They got yeah. their fucking heads in the sand, you know. You know what the problem is. But the thing about power and currently European people or people of European descent hold the power, you know. So power is not given away. Power is lost or is taken. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. 
But again, that's not because like, okay, so when we was like uh, dial back a little bit when I was talking about, you know, my experience in Carbondale, I didn't want to take away power, you know, from, from the white friends that I had. I didn't want to take their power away. I mean, it's like, hey, they're good guys. They're, they're, they're people that I like. You know, I don't have to take their power away. Like, you don't have to step on somebody to elevate yourself. No. You know? So, in a way, it's, you know, I know things have to be corrected. But that's an ongoing, that, that's a never, that's an unending end. exercise. You know, so like, hey, so wait, we get all the power one day. And we're standing on them, and then we feel good, then we fuck up, and they come back and take it back. And and you know, my 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 work deals so much with history and and memory and 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 mapping and and you know, so you map this particular trajectory and you see it, and it is like it will never fucking end. Mm-hmm. Like to the best of my estimation, like this, this will never end. So sometimes I I withdraw. I withdraw. You don't think in the future we're all gonna be like Brown, brown. Now you don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't. Actually, I wouldn't even want it to be that way. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be that way. I mean, it could. I mean, it could happen. I mean, look at cockroaches. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they were like some big, some big old beefy black cockroaches. Like, yeah, man, fuck y'all, homie. No, nah, I'm just joking. That that was a weird fucked up analogy. Uh, like you know, like an elk, like a mighty elk. Like maybe an elk. Like there was like elks with arms and shit, and then they all got outbred and fucked out and uh you know then elks look like elks like so i think like the end result i mean nature wants to streamline yeah nature wants to streamline humans we want to um i don't know i don't know what we want to try yeah 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 i was like yeah i was like like, where is this going but i think yeah, but you know, like ants, like you know, I, I call it colony culture. Because mm-hmm. look at ants and termites; they all look the same. Yeah. Like only a few ants can fuck the queen. Only a few ants like guard the, the the chambers with the babies, and everybody else is just like fucking the proletariat, you know. But that's how they survive. They go to war. They fight. They oh, there's warriors too. So like I think like given the current like uh, our current path, if we don't end up like ants, we'll probably just cease to exist. But I think, I mean, that's the only, that's the only viable way. That's the only way to, to deal with things. Well, you're talking about like the typical utopian sort of. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Right. Like we've got brave new world where even in a utopic society, you still need to divvy up yeah. certain levels of society. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would be gone and Actually, it's kind of like that already. It's just like social media is such a trick. It's such a device to get people to think they actually mm-hmm. have a voice, but you just have a voice to complain. It's like the Stasi in, in, in uh, East Germany. Like, you know, the government is collecting all of that data and whatever you say about this and, you know, like that we're arresting black people for like thought crime. Like, what the fuck is this? Like mm-hmm. minority reports? It's like a Philip K. Dick novel? Yeah, see, 1984. Yeah, 1984. It's... it's Completely Orwellian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what do you do? So, I guess, I mean, best case scenario, we all end up like termites and ants or bees or wasps or some other shit. And yeah. then we'll just fight with other colonies of bees, but, you know, not, you know, you capture the queen and, every you know, it's not yeah. using nuclear weapons. I mean, maybe that might be the, our best way. Nuclear weapons. But as a human and thinking like we're thinking now and even doing this podcast like it's like why the fuck would you want that to happen so i don't know like so then there's the alternative which is 
global thermonuclear war. <laughs> Remember that movie War Games with uh, yeah, with that with the with Matthew Broderick, yeah. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> it's like just call him Ferris Bueller. Nobody and that does. movie ended with like the computer realizing there is no way to do it, right? See, that's what that's how I think. The computer thinks like I think, mm-hmm. or I think like the computer thinks. There is no way to win any particular conflict. No, we'll always have conflict, but but winning, like, what is winning? What is what is what is what is winning? What what is what is it? What is it to win? What is the the end goal, and how will that benefit the majority of the people around you? Because you know, I like, think. Well, I think. Well, going back to this idea of in the future, everyone will be brown. Right, I think by everyone being brown, there's just a more a larger collective empathy in society. There's still people still be assholes. People still steal. Mm-hmm. People will still there'll still be a structure where we'll favor certain people either of like intelligence or a certain skill set, mm-hmm. and people will, will always have homeless. Will always have poverty. But I think you never ter- saw a homeless ant though. Well. <laughs> Never saw a homeless ant. You decide not to see them, right? You're like just hanging out, like, yo, man, you got some, you got some, uh, some sugar cubes. Like, no, I'm sorry, bro, can't help you today. I got like, some let, let me know when you get out, man. When you come out of the store, let me know, man. When you come out of your crib, let me know if you got some sugar cubes. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, know, sorry, I, you know, I interrupted. But you. I think, but just like, just that shit will always be there. But just collective empathy, I think, would move society forward. Yeah, in a I'm, better I'm, in a better sort of way. I'm you know? down. I'm down with collective empathy, man. I think I think that's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. But you know, but people always want revenge. Like people want revenge. Like I remember when my cat got killed by coyotes. I was thinking about ways that I can kill the <laughs> coyotes, coyotes that killed my cat. Any coyote, right? Not you, like just you, not the yeah, one yeah, that yeah, got yeah, him. Just yeah, like any coyote yeah, just yeah. wanted to go out and kill a coyote, mm-hmm. and that was. I really, I mean, I really felt that because I loved my cat so yeah, much and yeah. he was taken from me, Yeah, you know, by nature. Yeah. So it took me a while. I talked to a bunch of people. Got there. I bought a, cross, I bought a crossbow. <laughs> you know, I bought a longbow. I bought all these bows because I was going to go out and like, you know, straight stalk him and kill the coyote that killed my cat. Even though there probably been several coyotes that killed my cat. But anyway, in the end, I didn't do it. Because one day I saw a coyote, it was, um, it was a family, it was a mama, daddy, and a baby. And they were just walking up the hill in silence, just, you know, like their little family. Yeah, trying to survive in our world. And so I thought about it, and it was like I had so much anger for my loss against these creatures. And I couldn't, I didn't want to kill them anymore. Because they were doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and my cat just happened to be a food source for them. It could, be, it could have been me, could have been mm-hmm. you, could have been anybody. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, that's kind of where, where I am right now. Yeah. I mean, I might change. I don't know. But, um, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to say about what what the future should be or what it shouldn't be. No. Well, you know? I mean, but I think we can do it without giving up our autonomy. I think we can still maintain our autonomy but we also just have to have a degree of respect yeah and it's like okay so you take like a lot of homogenous cultures like you know or tribes or whatever now sure there's always tribal infighting but at least the tribe respects the tribe yeah yeah and but in america it's like this chunky salad bowl (laughs) not even no flex of cheese no feta no no roquefort no uh, gorgonzola none of that shit no crumbles it is just dry the lettuce the tomatoes the cucumbers 
maybe a fucking pickled olive somewhere yeah. th- uh, thrown in there. So America is really fucked up. And Europe's fucked up because, like, they started all this shit. <laughs> Europe did. They screwed up they were, huge well, parts of the world. But Europe, that, but now you think about it, Europe and Europe, and the whole reason why I use Europe as, as my um, starting point is because that's where shit really, like, they have, you know, Europe's small. And Europe technically isn't Europe because it's still part of the Asian landmass. And the Asian landmass is still part of the African landmass because the Suez Canal is man-made. So Europe connects to Asia mm-hmm. and Asia connects to Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like a big, giant fucking land pyramid. Now, North and South America connect. Panama Canal does not uh, delineate any, um, hip, you know, any... Any, uh, any landmass. Any landmass. Yeah. Uh, Australian continent or Oceania, as you want to call it, I mean, is still connected by some sort of grand sea shelf. Um, so, I mean, and everything's connected. But anyway, I was trying to get a little scientific. Um, That's right. I started Europe because it's interesting to look at Europe and you look at all these different uh, language subfamilies and just the, the, the weather conditions. Mm-hmm. And it's cold. So, domination is the only way you can truly survive there. Now you go someplace like Southeast Asia, you go to like uh, temperate Africa where you have savannas, like lots of wild game, uh, wide, vast spaces with uh, different varying wild game. And then you go a little bit south into like the the equatorial region where you have fruits, Mm -hmm. uh, still a lot of wild game. And, you know, I'm not talking about Northern Africa because Northern Africa was has always been kind of violent, mm-hmm. um, just because of the nature of the, the terrain. Well, in the in the in the within modern history, so uh, but like so like if you have everything, and this was explained to me by my African American uh, studies uh, teacher in high school, mm-hmm. and she uh, asked me one day, she's like, Omar, what would you do if you? What was it? It's like, what would you do if you could create your own? world or nation she's like i would country i was like i would you know make art make people happy and do this and she was like well how how would you feed the people see i hadn't even thought about that yeah you know i hadn't I hadn't thought about anything uh of, you know like uh, around uh, of that nature yeah so it's just so it makes sense like you know people who live in places where they have an abundance of resources they're going to be okay like like look at even the native americans like look at the sioux you know, you live in South Dakota, it's not a whole lot of stuff growing there. And so you want to raid more the, uh, in the Blackfoot or the Siksika, you want to raid the more agrarian uh, places. Look at the Jurchens, I think, in uh, northern China, you know, and they came down and went into the valleys to take all the food. Like, I mean, there are always people who are going to be in a place that are going to develop a codified military system to take things out. And so it's no surprise that when America had taking out all the Native Americans, the Sioux and the Apache were the last to go because that's how they subsisted. They lived in uh, barren mm-hmm. regions and they developed a more militaristic way of thinking. Uh, Shaka Zulu, you know, in the arid parts of uh, South Africa, and he, you know, unified his people and then he took over shit because he didn't have shit. Right, Came right. for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, so it's not unique to Europe. It's just a place that's devoid of resources. And so over time, you know, then when you become the dominant culture, and this is this, it's like the colonial, the, 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 the shitty parts about colonialism actually happened later. 
and in many different phases. I mean, the initial shock and awe attack and taking over people and blah, 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 you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that happened. And that always happens. You know, that happens with neighbors. Like, you see a motherfucker with a 72-inch flat-screen TV, and you're out there looking at a fucking busted, um, you know, a black and white shit with a dial. You know, you you might want to rob this motherfucker at some point, you know? So, I mean, you look at it, like, from the most simplistic Mm -hmm. uh, view. I mean, it's jealousy and wanting what somebody else has. So, but you take Europe, and that's, like, a whole fucking, quote-unquote, continent of people who've been living like this for quite a long time. And so it's it's not surprising why they did what they did. And more people would have done it, done more had they been had access to water, yeah. ships and, you know, things like that. So it's it's like we're almost like I mean, we're victims of technology. We're victims of just hubris, selfishness. I mean, there's so many things that we have to Deal truly with. address yeah. in order. But right now, you know, the culture of uh, white supremacy and white privilege is the du jour, you know? This is soup of the fucking day. I mean, like, even if we wanted clam chowder, we got to eat white supremacy soup, you know? <laughs> I don't know what's in it. Probably bland, you know? Probably a couple of croutons. <laughs> but see, that's even fucked up because in that, again, like, everybody, like, uh, humanity is not a monolith. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like, I mean, I can, I can speak of it in jest, but, you know, to say, like, this is this, it's not a monolith, like, and yeah. then, and then you also have to think about like the, the, um, you know, complicity and how complicit you are in this system, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are because of their desires and their needs, and they don't really think about the needs of the many, and they think about their own personal needs, and that's true because if you die, like, I mean, like people always say when they say like, oh, you're so selfish. Of course, everybody's fucking selfish because if you die, none of this shit would exist because yeah. you'd be dead, you know. So. There's so many different ways to think about how we can do this and how we can do that. But I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm just pushing through with my work and, you know, just trying to find clues so I can, you know, and I've been doing it for a decade and I've been enriching. So, um, well, why don't we then let's switch over to your art, how, you know, um, I guess how you deal with it, with your art and what, um, oh, yeah. what, are, what are, how does art help you? think about this or not think about it? Um, well, it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the more fantastic elements of it helps me to not think about it because you can't burden your mind with, you, you, you know, if you if you know you're like public enemy number one, you never even did anything. Yeah. And you know people are just going to hate you just because you're you. That shit causes stress, mm-hmm. you know, and it causes stress. And that's what I think kills a lot of black people. Um um, and maybe other minorities too. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I know like being in a constant state of fear of the state that you live in, no matter where it's, whether it's you know United States or Europe or wherever, that you know you're always going to be that other. Yeah. Because there's no way you can change mm-hmm. your appearance. You always you know like if you're like if you're a different religion, like you can say like you know, if you look white, like people will be okay until you let them know. But when you're black, it's like or you're Asian. Like it's like you're black or Asian, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 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 odd. But anyway, but in my work, I uh, I try to talk about, you know, I, I discover. Well, in my research, I discover all these these lost histories because of the internet. Now there's more manuscripts, that, you know. So you're not going by the historical canon. Yeah. So like the Eurocentric view of of what's Euro- in the library and yeah. what's, what academics and. 
And even the books in the library, who's going to go through all those dusty books to find? Because there were always writers who wrote about this, but now the internet has given us a great tool that is all compiled in an easy way yeah. with a, you know, a couple yeah. of keywords and you can find like, oh, well, this story was told totally wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and it was because it's all based on an agenda, but I don't necessarily have an agenda per se. Uh, my, my, my deal is just, I just want to create like more realistic world. Like I didn't abolish slavery in, in my fictional, um, slavery exists. Atrocities happen, wars mm-hmm. happen. I didn't try to make this like some sort of utopia, yeah. But I did make it more multidimensional. Like you know, it's not just a white man on the horse saving the day every all the time. And getting the ethnic woman, yeah, getting the ethnic woman. But I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I make jokes. I mean, I allude to that sometimes in some of the more comedic elements. Of the I world. think I saw one of your drawings with uh, a dark skinned man, and then he was on the horse, and then on the back was a. Clearly, white woman. white woman like hold us back. Yeah, that was. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know that was that was uh that's the bound uh, video from uh, Kanye West and uh with uh Kim Kardashian where where they're like riding a motorcycle. Uh-huh. That was that was based off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought that was hilarious. Cause it's, the, it's kind of the total opposite. It's like you know, like usually like the native person would be like holding on to like the white person traversing mm-hmm. through yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, terrain. Yeah. So. But I like to change it up, you know, because mm-hmm. that could have happened, you know, and it did happen. And it's not even a probably like it's like if you my 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 motto is if you if you can imagine it, it can happen. I mean, like aliens or the existence of Bigfoot, uh, mirror creatures, you know, like, I mean, anything can happen. People are born with like club feet, like extra rows of teeth. I mean, I don't know, like people, people like, I mean, not only do we give. Europeans too much power, but we also discount a whole lot of shit that could be going on in this universe that mm-hmm. we don't know about. And I just choose to not discount anything and not give power where it's not deserved. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I live. And I and I come I've come to a peace with myself mm-hmm. as a result. I mean, yeah, I still get, you know, angry when stupid shit happens because once you come to that realization that there's so much out there, like you kind of wonder why people are still being so bullheaded. And yeah. they, they haven't been able to see what you see. But well, then, this is always number one. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like any information being transferred to you or mm-hmm. me is so much more work than yeah. what's in our already in our head. Right. Right. Exactly. We feel angry. If I feel angry, that's immediate. Yeah. But then you telling me yeah. you're angry. It's so much work. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. So you know, I get it. I, I get it. I get why the world is why the world is. But you know, I have hope. I have optimism. Um, that I'm optimistic that we can figure out a way how to, you know, live together. But I think it'll probably take like some sort of Asian alien invasion, like Asian invasion. It's like K-pop just kills all. <laughs> Or like J-pop, which is slightly worse. Um, not even slightly. Sorry, J-pop. Uh, I don't yeah. know enough about J-pop to compare it to K-pop. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with it's K-pop. Just... At least have have they at least have more like like R&B dudes in there. Like uh-huh. so, it's like rappers. And, yeah, yeah. But J-pop is just like you know, like girls. Like I mean, they have the guys, but the guys are like it's like weird. It's like odd glam. Yeah. It's just so odd. So odd. But I know a couple of J-pop songs, and I will not sing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's just 
there's so much, man. There's so there's so many things that we we think we know, and there's so many things that, yeah. we, that we don't know. And I just want to. I mean, the only problem I really have with the current state of affairs is like the state affairs being what just today, like today, 2018, mm-hmm. whatever month it is. What month is it? February? February. Black History Month. Shout out to all the black heroes, sheroes, and myself. Welcome. I'll leave that in. So um I won't. Um <laughs> say I will not take it up. Uh yeah, I uh I don't know. Like, excuse me, the court of public opinion is what is bothering me. Because that is one step closer to a kind of a colony culture, mm-hmm. which I also abhor. The two ways that I said is gonna the two the two ways that it could particularly uh that it could end. Colony culture or absolute destruction, but I always like to believe that there's. A what are you defining as colony culture? Bees, termites, okay. any okay. kind of like colony mm-hmm. kind of animal hive hive mentality. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, 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 hive mentality. And it's already happening. It happens some places already on there. Oh, yeah. It always gets me when someone's like on Facebook. Okay, hive, tell me where's the best taco? Yeah, in this city because they city. understand and see we're we're already being like. Driven to that point, mm-hmm. and then you and I will become obsolete. Who would want an artist in a high mentality? Unless we become like the the, the Google software engineer, the, the you know we were yeah. like the graphic designer, yeah. and we'll probably have to do some sort of weird Hunger Games gladiatorial combat to get that position. But you know, so that's where it, that's where it ends. That's that's another potential ending, um, other than like total annihilation. But I like to think that there's a third stream. That's the third one. Because you're still doing art, right? Because yeah. if, if you thought that those are the only two outcomes. No, no. I'm, I'm always, right? I always go for the third stream. Yeah. I never go for the extremes. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the, the light, the dark. You know, I always, I'm always, I'm just wallowing in the gray. Yeah. I stay in the gray. You know, because the gray is like where you can do the most. So if you're Jedi, you wouldn't be a dark side. You wouldn't be a light side. No, I'll be like gray side. You'd be like Jar Jar Binks, right? <laughs> no, man. Oh, hell no, man. <laughs> fuck Jar Jar, man. You fuck around and get a bullet in you. F- 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 no, it's, it's like, yo, man. Did you just straight up just say Jar Jar? <laughs> hey, bro. Bro, bro, bro. No, <laughs> you know, it'll be because Jar-, Jar Jar Binks was just like, was, he was yeah, a soft was, side. Uh, but no, but who, who, would it, who, who would it be? Like, see, that's another thing. Like, um, the way that we we um, even construct our heroic myths, there's always like a one mm-hmm. good and one evil, but nobody talks about what's happening in the middle. You know that becomes. Yeah. I mean that that's it was, it was more complicated, and most people don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. You know? So the heroic epic in the you know in the villainization of like you know like even Donald Trump. Like I mean I know Donald Trump's an idiot. I don't have to waste my breath talking about him. I mean, I wouldn't even have spoken about him, but like it's everywhere. You yeah. can't unsee it. And I'm like, why are you guys letting this guy get you so upset? You know, he was voted in by people that you live with that you probably never even spoke to. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Like people always have all these complaints, but people are shitty to other people, man. People break into each other's houses. People don't say hello to people when they're walking down the street. I told you that story about my friend whose who's, uh, father died because he uh, fell down. Did you hear that story? No, no. I told it this morning. His friend's father passed away because he was in his road and he was uh, delivering some mail. He was putting mail in the mailbox and slipped on the curb 
And because he was in his robe, people thought he was homeless. And so blood went around his brain. And then they got and no one, too late. And no one is helping Nobody him. helped him. So that's what I'm saying. Like, not only is it just all this shit you got to deal with, but there's extra shit you got to deal with. And it's just unfair. It's unfair and it's bullshit. And so people, you know, they think that, you know, you say like, oh, we do this and it's going to be okay. It's never going to be okay. It's always going to be, it's always, a, it's a constant fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. The only time you had some sort of bliss is when you were like a child, like a little baby. You know, you just got to wish we could just get like a, a memory of that. Or a prayer where that was kind of fucked up because you had to pee or you were wet. I mean, it depends on how bad your parents treated you. But, you know, but like, you know, that's why like, you know, like my children give me so much joy because even though I get angry with them for not doing their chores or whatever, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You live in a world where you you don't even know what this is about. And we're all prepping you for a world of shit. But right now you have this awesome view. They don't see color. Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody, nobody. I mean, yeah. Well, they don't. I mean, they see color, but they don't see like the power well, structure. Behind yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody just, sees they, color. They just see it's different, but not like different in a bad way. Yeah, not like oh, he's black. I can't hang out with him. Yeah. Or she's white. I can't hang out with her. Or she's yeah. yellow or Asian. You know. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go to some yeah. weird place to find some yellow people. Native Americans aren't red. Nope. Black people ain't black. Uh-huh. Well, you can't have some blue, black, black people. And you could have some jaundice Asians, maybe, that, uh, you know, didn't have enough yeah. nutrition. Um, and you can find some people who got some sunburned Native Americans who were actually red. Yeah, but it's the anthropology, even the terms that we use. And, like, uh, I was talking to somebody about, like, they were. Um, criticizing my way of using like European history or being you know so versed. Why? What was what was the reasoning for? Um, I don't know. They were they were just criticizing that, and I was like, well, man, that's my beginning. My beginning is the colonial world, you know. So yeah, it is just you know my my origin story is start is rooted in colonialism. So I have to know the history yeah. of the people who oppressed my people. And that's the problem because I can better understand them, mm-hmm. and if need be, create a dialogue. And if not, to um, to make war. Yeah. Um, but that's always last on the <laughs> making war is always should always be last on anybody's list. I don't even understand why people want to go to war with people. Like even though you have a bad argument with your parents, you feel bad after that. So yeah. Like actually killing people and yeah. taking their stuff. But I realize there's so many. Um, people who are just so aloof and it's assy a word, like assy, like just assholish. Yeah, you can put an IS, ISH on hand or something and it'll be totally different. But um, no, I mean, like, dude, I want to live in a cool ass world. Like, I want to be like my cat. My cat doesn't give a fuck about anything because he knows there's going to be food in his dish and he can lay on top of me and get warm or snuggle underneath the covers or. You know, he can just do whatever the fuck he wants as long as he stays within his territory. Mm-hmm. You know, or if he wanted to go out of his territory, if he still had his nutsack, he can go out and find a, a mate and be ready to fight another guy and die just to for the right to reproduce. That is the simple life that I want. But humans don't have fur. We don't have claws. We don't have sharp teeth. All we got are these big spongy things in our skulls. 
Yeah. And that's what fucks everything up. So I, I recommend that I move that we lobotomize 99% of the world and leave 1% in charge of everybody. <laughs> That'd be weird. Be a lot yeah. Of brain well, but the people in power have your cat's life. That's true. They yeah, do have your cat's life. What did Donald Trump get? He gets a million dollars. Starts up well, from his dad, right? Yeah. Start up his company. But how do you change that? Like, I mean, what if you got like, what if somehow you came into power and oh, you God. became like a millionaire? Would you give it up? I've, I have no, it, that's such a difficult question. I know, but that's the thing. It happens. Yeah. And nobody knows how to answer it, even when it happens to them. I know. You know, so that's the problem with like discourse and, you know, all these things that people want to talk about. Like there's, I mean, it has to happen. It has to take place. Because if it didn't take place, if these if these types of dialogues didn't take place, we wouldn't have a, a, a starting point with which to progress or regress. Yeah. So I get it. I get the the the, the need for like you know scholarship and and um, public discourse and and all these things. But then ultimately, we have no idea how to answer half no. the questions, or we have no idea how to fix everything. For the good of everybody. Yeah. And nobody wants to be that dude. I mean, because they'll call you a fascist. The dude's like, yeah, well, half these motherfuckers are going to have to die. You know, nobody wants to be that person. Nobody. No. But that is what's going to happen. It always happens. Like, from the beginning of human, recorded human history, you know, even going back before, like, you know, we, we've always done what we can to survive and to prosper later after we discover survival. So, man, like a lot of these, 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 like these think pieces and all the stuff that people are talking about, it kind of don't really make much sense to me, because ultimately nobody knows how they would really answer it mm-hmm. if it happened to me. No, well, honestly, yeah. I mean, you can say like, yeah, man, I give all the money to the people, but you, you know, power corrupts. Power corrupts. There's certain maxims. These maxims exist. Have been in place for years and years and years because they are always fucking true. You know, but. So like I said earlier, I go back to my whole thing. If you think it, it can happen. So if you think of a world that's utopian mm. and everybody's getting along and, you know, there's no, the power structure is, is just different, you know, it's like, okay. And then you'll see a lot of artists not make art because they can't get paid anymore because then the art is just, you know, to beautify the surroundings. Yeah. Or, um, you know, and then, you know, we don't cut down as much nature because nature has its own beauty. I don't know, man. This is all possible futures. Like, yeah. you know, when you get into, like, these kinds of conversations, like, there's no no right or wrong answer, no. you know, because you don't know what you would do because it is so unfathomable that you wouldn't even know how to process yeah, it in yeah. your brain. Well, sort of like the question... What would you do when, if you were suddenly to be approached by death, right? Yeah. You know, like, like you know, more than likely, I'll probably, like, mind if I use a bet. <laughs> it's, it's like, would you consider your drawings to be, in some sense, futuristic or no? Because they're of the past, right? They're the but past, they're, but they're, they're rewritten. But they, they exist in all time. They exist mm. in all timelines. So, like, a parallel. Past, present, parallel, future. Yeah. Yeah, they exist because it's it's a it's the trajectory of a thought. Mm-hmm. You know, colonialism is just I mean something that we named colonialism, but whatever it was or whatever it is, 
It's been happening since Forever, time immemorial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just call it colonialism because, you know, and cologne is a, is, is a Roman word. It's a Latin word. What does it mean? I think it means like city, hmm. cologne. Hmm. But, uh, you know, so colonialism, I think, yeah, it's the cologne. What is that? I'm pretty sure it's, it's either Latin or it's Greek, but I'm pretty sure it sounds more like Latin. But I think it meant city or some like unit or group or whatever. So, I mean, what we called, I mean, even the, 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 the words that we use are all fucking nonsense. So, because they belong to the people who oppress people, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, even our, the, the, our tongue is, is already forked by the, the, by the language that we by use. The language that mm-hmm. we use. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, I mean, and I'm not like, you know, like a contrarian, like I I think that, you know, things can be done, but I just don't know how to implement them in a in an effective way. You know, because usually like if you implement well, if it, we knew, we do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or we might be actually doing it and we just don't really know how it's we can't see it. I mean, because we don't think that we're doing it because we can't see the end result. Yeah. But maybe what if everybody had like good intentions with what they were thinking? Like, but what if everybody really believed that what they were doing was right? Then does that make it wrong? I don't know. That's for history to decide. His, yeah. Only history decides. Yeah. So my work, you know, I'm just like just telling the story just to show like that everybody was a part of this. You know, everybody was a part of this. Everybody had a role in this. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to see as a kid. You know, because then it makes me feel less conflicted about my role. Hmm. Because, like, what what society teaches you is like, oh, like these people came here and then they, you know, they put you in chains and put you on a boat. And so, like, to have like a fucking history, like to be told your whole life, forty one years old, to be told your whole life that that's all that you are is like a chattel fucking. You know, like a goddamn goat that's mm-hmm. got sent over here to work, and you're sending the product of that. That man, that that's not a good narrative. Yeah. That's not that's not a bedtime story you ever want to tell your kids. So, and that's why you make these books. So I make these books. I make the paintings. I make everything to talk about that. Well, that's where it started out. But now, now I'm just actually just having fun, just making up these stories and playing the game. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, playing the game, but playing the game, but just you know, like. I always love writing. Like I always wrote. Um, I'm a bit of an escapist when it when it comes to like thought. You know, when, when I get when things when I get too overwhelmed, um, I just have to like escape somewhere. So there's also like I mean like even within I'm talking about this kind of controversial things like colonialism and stuff like that. But then I'm also talking about like black autonomy. I'm talking about you know black self care. You know. You know, fantasies, dragons, I mean, all in the same breath, mm-hmm. you know, because I can see it. Like, yeah. I can see it, you know, I, I've, i like, I'm not saying I'm special, but I mean, I've been able to see a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I've been able to see things like, you know, I look at all sides of the Rubik's Cube. You yeah, look yeah. inside the cube and see the cube from the inside, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that's necessary, you know, to be able to perspective yeah. or, or a particular vantage point. And, you know... I haven't been the highest of the high, and I haven't been the lowest of the low, but you know you can kind of guesstimate these points. Yeah, and you can you can just see it. Like I mean, it's just to me everything just makes sense. It's like it's for me every day. If if there was a um, 
a word to describe me or, or two words, it would be why not. <laughs> you know, people, most people ask why. Yeah. I ask why not. Yeah. Because I don't care about the why. Why is not important. Yeah. Like why a thing happens, like why is it rain? I mean, it's a good model for to have as an artist. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's the why not. Yeah. So the why not, and you know, because you are, I mean, you kind of inherently, you know the why, because you're brought up in a system that teaches you, that conditions you to bow down to these power structures. So you already know the why. Mm -hmm. That's the why. The why is so like everybody else can feel comfortable and not feel threatened. Mm -hmm. The why not, so you can feel empowered. Yeah. But if everybody was a why not, it'll be chaos. If everybody was a why, I mean, I should say chaos. But but wouldn't it be if everyone, I don't see things, I don't think everyone even asks why not. So like, I think if everyone asks why not, everyone would be seeing outside the box. A little bit. Right. Because you can only ask the why not. But then how would any of this work? I don't know. It wouldn't. It would literally like collapse. There's always going to be the, the whys. There's always going to be the why nots. The universe is balanced. The universe itself in itself is perfect. Our bodies are perfect. Our bodies are not perfect. We're perfect machines. <laughs> Our bodies are fucked up. My body's a temple. <laughs> Greatest athletes. It's perfect. You just need like a small man to always step on it every day, right? Yeah, yeah it's like, oh yeah, it's like, hey little dude, I need to use your back. Yeah, I mean, like we're not perfect, but I mean, per- it's close to. I mean, well, uh, that's why I took took it back. I wasn't going to say about chaos because I think that chaos is perfection. Hmm. Yeah, it's perfection. Entropy. Chaos. Yeah, chaos is perfection because it's the, you know, it just it just works. It just works. You know. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about in the talk about the primordial gods and the serpent mm-hmm. of chaos. And um, I believe if there was any deity that I believe in, it's the deity of chaos. Mm. Because that I'd is... I'd be down for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I was... I wasn't. Um, but that will, like, you know, if you're not a, a comfortable with thinking in the gray, you would probably... You know, a lot of people probably did dead to that. What? If... If, there's if a deity people of realize chaos. that chaos truly ruled their existence, like I think a lot of people will be dead. Because then, like, what is you not looking for it toward any like um, what was it AU Diamond? Was it Aristotle? I can't remember. I studied a little bit of philosophy, but um, you know, like you wouldn't give a fuck about what you did. I mean, you know, it'll come around. You'll be worried about that. Vengeance. Well, I mean, do you believe you're not? You're not like chaos going- theory. No, you're not crazy because you believe in that. No, but I'm just saying, like, again, I've allowed myself to come into it, mm-hmm. you know, like through experience and like trying to find. Um, and I hate to use this as an example, but it's like the Matrix when he was talking to the architects, like no matter what you do, it's all going to end up in the same point, <laughs> you know. And that's kind of like what I, what I think, like no matter what, what you do, you're always going to end up in the same like. Yeah. You're going to end up in that vanishing point. Yeah. Because there's nothing you can really do. I mean, like, you would have, and then, like, people don't like fascists. <laughs> you, that's why fascists do what they do, because they realize there's never a way they're going to get everybody to have, you know, be in beyond Be on their side. Yeah. So, he's like, the best way is to do it by fear. Or, like, what's happening now to do it by giving them the illusion of choice. Yeah. And, and allowing them to do it themselves, but still, like, kind of just notching a little bit. But a lot of people have tried to do this. Yeah. But it has never worked. 
So I'm thinking, like, uh, as far as the world goes, I'm thinking it's going to take, like, you know, alien invasion, possible nuclear holocaust. But I don't like to, I don't want that to happen because my children would have to deal with that. I mean, I'll be dead. I'll probably ride the rocket down myself. Like, can you just put me in the silo? I'll just, like, I'm dying of, like, multiple stages of cancer. So um, I uh, I just want, you know, I want the world to be good for the next generation. And I think that's what I owe them. And that's what they deserve to make a better world. Mm-hmm. That's what each of us, that's our job. That's our true purpose on this earth. It's not to like hang out and kick it, drink beers and shit or make art and make art is important. It ends up in the MoMA or the fucking whatever yeah. British museum. I mean, our job is to make this, this life better for the, the people who are going to inherit it after us. Question is, what? How do you define better? Right. Some people take that. Yeah. To some crazy extreme. See, that's again, like that. That's where that's where it goes again. Like, how do you know what's better? So, mm-hmm. in a way, I guess we're all kind of micro fascists in a way. I mean, anti- I mean, we even you know, anti-fuzz like you said, power fascists. corrupts. We all have that. <laughs> we all we all can become fascists. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Um, but better in the sense that, like, at least the land is still good. Like, you know, you can still, The ice like, caps aren't melting. Yeah, the ice caps The polar are bears are still exist. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, you're living in harmony. And oh, that's, that's what I, was, I always forget that word. What, harmony? Harmony is the most important thing, I mm-hmm. think, in, 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 in the universe. Harmony is the most important thing. Because harmony doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. That's true. It's just harmony. The sun's in harmony. Yeah. So, harmony. When, when when, yeah, yeah. We need. I mean, I need to hear that word a lot more. Harmony. Yeah, harmony. Maybe you should include in all your drawings. Like, yeah, this is the harmonic. Well, who's a, who's a, who's a god of harmony? Is there a god of harmony? I think so. There's probably has to be. Um, but it's got to be a god. I mean, like probably a lot of different religions is probably like a god yeah. of harmony. Just like there's many different gods of war. Mm-hmm. But um, but harmony, yeah, like because. Harmony, yeah, it's not good, it's not bad, but it, it's, it's fair. Well, I don't know about fair, but... Well, yeah, see, but fair, yeah, fair. The, see, again, these words that we use, yeah. like, maybe we need to just come up with a whole new vocabulary to describe this shit. Yeah. Maybe that's something, maybe that's well, the maybe, next... Maybe that's what the art is for, right? My art? Just in general, trying to find a language or something that just can't... Yeah, but maybe I think there should be something a little more codified, like, mm. you know, like, there is a... Like a, yeah, you know, we we change because you know we we have been basing all our our, um, our existence on these particular empires or whoever's mm-hmm. in charge. You know, like why Latin and Greek is used mostly. That's why English is so hard to learn because it's Germanic, mm-hmm. is Latin, is Greek. It's got elements it's got all romance, these, all these exceptions. Yeah, so it's yeah. like you know, so America in that sense is kind of like a you know like it's a frontier zone. For whatever is going to happen, but I don't think because I don't think Esperanto is ever going to really take Esperanto. Yeah, that language is that the universal one that's <laughs> on me. <laughs> I was like, bro, did you ever learn it? I feel like you would learn it. I, I tried. I, I like tried to learn Esperanto, person. but I would probably learn Klingon before I learned <laughs> or Orcish or Elvish. Elvish, I, yeah, yeah, Elvish. I want to learn Orcish because that's all the black people in fucking. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, like it's just like these became fucking orcs. Not one single black person, man. Shit, like I always get sad when I see that. It's fantasy, right? Yeah, but fantasy, like I mean, 
But like sci-fi. I include white people in my work, you know, because they're there. I see them all the time. Well, it's that it goes back to the whole thing of right, like you seeing outside the box. Yeah. Right, and I think. So I mean, why that, not? Like, that, I'm not just gonna paint just all black people just because I can. No, but but I think, at least in my mind, people actually believe there is no color. But yeah. when they, when you believe there's no color, then you can be like, well, I'm just surrounded by white people. I'm yeah. just gonna draw white people, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm colorblind. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's but like, but you but you're not colorblind. You know the white people. Yeah. You see the white people, and you make sure to include them. You know. And I think that's what makes us all like. Uh, that's what makes us all unique. Like, I mean, the the fact that we are different colors, we are different shapes, body shapes, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it's it's cool. Like, I mean, I understand if somebody just wants to keep it all black or all Asian or all white, you know, like you, that's your choice, that's your prerogative. But at some point, you know, that person, your offspring or whatever you create after that is not gonna feel the same way as you feel. Mm-hmm. But somebody else might, you know feel the way that they I mean that's how countries are started you know like why certain countries look like you know because people just fall into the routine so you mm-hmm. don't really have to worry that's just gonna you don't have to make any racist ass rhetoric to to justify the fact that you want to keep things because there's always going to be exceptions to the rule yeah, yeah. there's always going to be an albino cockroach I used to see them all the time when I was a kid living in this really shit I don't think I've ever seen an albino cockroach it's the scariest thing ever it's a white cockroach shit. around all the other brown cockroaches but an albino person, they exist all the time. Yeah. Just a person with lack of pigmentation. You can be black, you can be white, you can be Asian, you can be anybody. You know, and so. But we also might see more difference because we artificially allow more humans to survive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you see variant variations. Like motherfucker might have wings one day. Who knows? That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, but it won't be awesome because it'll be us. So we'll have to stone that person <laughs> to death out of jealousy. So you see how it goes. Like I mean. Like, no matter, there's nothing that we can say that's going to make any real fucking difference. We just, life is meant to be lived, and that is all that we should do. We should just live it. I mean, our fights, our struggles, we can still fight against shit. We can still talk about, you know, what makes us angry. Mm-hmm. We can talk about what makes us happy. But at the end of the day, life just has to be lived. And maybe if we all just kind of realize that that was it. Maybe a, a certain uh, normalization would, would happen naturally yeah. because you realize like, wow, what am I really fighting against? Yeah. What system am I really fighting against? You, because it's do you system- think people aren't trying to live right now? What do you think they're doing? I think people are just trying to exist. Just to exist. Okay. You know, existence and living, two different things. Like, I want to live. I don't want to just exist. I can exist eating. Where's, that, of, where's that Drake? That Drake out? That yeah, Drake song? Every, <laughs> no, 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 no! Everyone dies, but not everyone lives. Wait, is that, that's a real song? Yeah, no, no, that's it's the lyrics for one of his songs. Yeah. Oh god! Everyone dies, but not everyone lives. Drake is Drake is, Drake is an advanced human. <laughs> I mean, it's God's plan to get people like wads of cash on the street. <laughs> everyone dies, but not everyone lives. <laughs> Yeah, now living in existence, I think that, yes, you know, somebody else famous said that, but I'll, I mean, I'll take the Drake. I'll, 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 yo, what's up, Drake? If you ever listen to this podcast, peace to you, Drake. Um, I like your music. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, man, like, I, again, like, when you see, like, when you look at, like, if you're staring to that corner where that 
that you know those two walls meet those two right angles meet mm-hmm. but you can just keep going and going and going and going and going mm-hmm. and that's how life is like maybe the you know the world might be this room but life exists in that fucking vanishing point hmm. yeah you know it exists there because if the world should happen to blow up by that time maybe you find another place to live and it'll still be that same vanishing point, mm-hmm. same trajectory with multiple options. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like round dust and this bitch, but I don't know, man. I, I just don't really see, I, I, don't, I can't, I can't talk about things that I can't see. Yeah. And I have been unable to see and, and all the things that people are talking about. Like I listen to them and I respect people's opinions because you know, they have their opinions and you must, I think it's necessary to respect people's opinions. But then somebody else will tell you, well, you got to, you can only respect this opinion. You can't respect that opinion. So you already fuck up the whole mm-hmm. notion of respecting an opinion, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? So like, cause you can't criticize certain things here or anywhere. You can't criticize um, a lot of shit. And like, you know, we can't sit around here and talk about all the art world people that we hate, even though we I still hate them, you know, but we can't talk about it because it's not cool to talk about it. It's not cool to bring people down. It's not cool to talk, you know. So we even micromanage the only thing that we have that is our own. So we micromanage our own thoughts. Yeah. So how the fuck can you expect anything good to come out of any of this? You can't. So just going to make my artwork and keep doing my thing. Fingers crossed. Thank you, Z. I hope this was. Uh, it's great. I hope this was good. We talked a lot. A lot. We have a great, long, uh, discursive conversation. Yeah. And where can people find you? Uh, not a, maybe on my new and improved website at <laughs> frohawk2feathers.com. <laughs> but currently, you can find me on the gram as frohawk and Instagram as frohawk2feathers, or you can find me on Facebook as Umar Rashid. Or, uh, but I think I'm out of friends. I think you follow me. You're out of friends? Yeah. What do you mean? I think I'm, no, actually I'm not. I just put me on blast. I'm going (laughs) to You have to cut that out. Anyway, uh, all right. I'm not accepting no more friend requests. But uh, Instagram, Frog Two Feathers is the best way to reach me. Or at my website, uh, please enter your email. And once I, uh, the site is currently under construction, it's been under construction since inception. So, uh, please drop your email and drop a line. And thank you so much, Z1, for thank you, Umar. having me. Uh, Umar with a U M A R, not no, O. Yeah, don't call me Omar. I was in the wire, though. <laughs> Brief cameo got shot in the back. Laid on a G pack. Seeing Color is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Ziyuan Chung. Original music by Alex Chow. You can find more information on the website, www.seeingcolorpod.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle Seeing Color Pod. If you enjoyed this show, please go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and give Seeing Color a five-star review. This really helps others discover the show and provides greater visibility for everyone on Seeing Color.
Again, thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now.